1: Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your fine quality kayak fishing needs, go to YatGadget.com. Pelican tastes, spores, and light. Go to Pelican.com. And the 153 Bait Company. For all your hard, soft, plastic bait needs, go to the 153Angler.com.
2: Now let's talk about some awesome products. welcome back to the final cast what's up bradley what's up josh not much man not much uh, what is it well it's it'll be thursday when this comes out but today brad and i are recording it's a tuesday night like usual yep. how's, so how's uh how's life treating old brad hicks
1: i uh, can't complain uh just working doing a lot of fishing
2: yeah dude you caught uh you got some good fish this weekend didn't you
1: um saturday i caught nothing but dinks and i watched chris yow catch 92 inches of river smallmouth so i was like dang <laughs> and then sunday i caught a 17 and a half and a 16 and a half and then
2: you got a 19 too didn't you
1: that yeah monday i caught a 19 and then the rest of the
2: day it was a bunch of dinks. yeah i was fishing with ryan like we were talking about before i caught a like a 17 and three quarter it's a decent fish um man i was hooking fish bad this weekend i'm gonna tell on myself right now dude the the 17 i just about killed it um it got hooked in the gill um it was or no 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 maybe that wasn't the 17. I don't know. It got, it it kept happening. Like I kept hooking fish like really weird ways. Like one of them, like it almost went through its eye. Um, (laughs) one got hit. gill. like, no, it, what it was is Ryan's been throwing the, uh, jig masters, um, swim bait sled, you know, the little jig head for, and, um, so we were throwing swim baits. He's been throwing those big joshies on there. Yep. And I was throwing the uh, like three three Kitex on mine. And it's just we were throwing small baits, and they just pff, destroy oh, them. Yeah. yeah, when they're hitting it, man, they're they they were hitting it. They weren't. Um, they weren't messing around. Um, I mean, I, there was a few times I got bites where they were biting off the tails, but who knows? It could be a pike. It could have been rock bass will do that sometimes you know baby bass will do that so but drives me nuts there was a few times man there was three or four fish man ryan had to help me on some of them i was like one of them i was like i need your help dude he got the one where the the, i think it was the seven three seventeen and three quarter almost got pierced in the eye um but it was just it was weird it was just a weird it was a weird day man and the one of them that got hit hit in a gill. Luckily it clotted really quick and we, we got it unhooked. Like we both did it. Cause I was like, I need you to help me here. Like, cause I couldn't get the bait to turn. Yeah. Like I, like somebody needed to hold the fish's mouth open and hold the line while the other one was working the hook out. I was only, cause he tried and he couldn't do it on his own. He's like, all right, hold the fish, hold the line. And he was able to spin the hook and because the hook point had just barely kind of nicked the gill
1: yeah
2: and but it was bleeding kind of bad not super bad but it was clotting really good which is was a good sign um and uh he was able to flip that hook and i just you know pulled out pulled the bait out real slow and we released it right away and it swam off good so that's good heck yeah, yeah i'll take know.
1: 17 and three quarter all day it's anything over 16 i'm like i'm happy with
2: <laughs> yeah it was it was fun uh he caught a bunch of saw a few saw guy probably like three or four saw guy and a big channel cat again and um <laughs> I, saw it,
1: I saw his instagram story just before we started did he like, do one? yeah he he said i i can't catch any big smallmouth right now but uh big catfish i'm your man
2: Yeah, dude, it was insane. And it was on like a little Ned Rig worm. Like, it's he wasn't throwing, I think he's throwing like a bigger worm, like maybe like a four inch. Um, Like
1: the big TRD,
2: sort of. Yeah. I don't know if it's that full, like a full size, you know, but uh, he that's I think I think that's what he was throwing when that happened. But uh, yeah, me and him jumped all over the city of Dayton, man. We were just everywhere.
1: Heck yeah, I yeah, love we it. We
2: fished, dude. I fished for, we fished for, I fished over 12 hours on Monday. Holy crap. Like, yeah, I got up and I think I was out on the water by between 6 30 and 7, and him and I didn't leave. We didn't finish up till around 8 p.m. Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: he, he does that a lot. Like, there's days. He'll be out there till 10. He's like, I've been out here since 6 a.m. I'm like, you're nuts.
2: Yeah. I like doing <laughs> that though too, man. Cause yeah. we went, we went fish like six different spots, six or seven different spots. So, and some of it was, no, nah, we were just everywhere, man. Okay. We were like all over the place. We drove like everywhere. And then, but we just, we were also running into people. So there was yeah. times where like we go and we wouldn't stay very long. And, but it was fun. Ryan's a good dude. I've, you know, I've known Ryan for a little bit, and we had a we had a good time, good conversation. And
1: I need to know. do that because every time I go fishing, I take the kayak out, and like I've told you before, I'm getting sick of dragging a kayak with me. Yeah, when, it's you can it's, catch these fish off the bank.
2: Yeah, and a lot of times is I like um, I like the ability to move quick and be yeah. like you know, like we went like you know we drove like there was probably a a solid hour of driving between the places that we went you know what i mean and you could go north you could you know if you don't care to drive you know like yeah and it's nice too to do that because then if you want you can stop get a bite to eat get some drinks whatever you need um, except I made a mistake of leaving my water. He was like, "Hey, dude, put your drink in my cooler." And I'm like, "No, I'm cool." And then we like got back, and I'm like, "My water was like 90 degrees. It was <laughs> yeah. like, and I was like, "Can I put this in your uh, cooler and melt off all your ice now?" <laughs> He's
1: like, "Yeah, yeah, dude." That's one thing that I hate about floats, and it, it's getting worse. Is w- when I'm out in the heat all day long, I don't do well. So mm-hmm. I, I end up. It doesn't matter how much water I drink. I'll have two Nalgene bottles full a body armor, a, uh, a Coke, and then typically like something else in the morning. Yeah. I drink it all, and I still have this headache at the end of the day. I don't like home. that too,
2: dude. I don't know I have to what go it is.
1: Yeah. I have to go home, lay down, and put an ice pack on my head and fall asleep, and then it yeah. goes away in like two hours.
2: Yeah. I, it's, it's weird. I can do it. I, I get it too. I think it's just – I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't want to say it's dehydration for sure. Cause I've been the same way I could drink all the water in the world and yeah. still get that headache, you know? And, so.
1: And you're sweating good too. It's just like, Oh yeah, I feel good right now. And then like an hour later, like, Oh yeah, this sucks.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. And sometimes I wonder like, is it eye strain, even though you're wearing sunglasses, you know what I mean? Like, is it so happening like, on those kinds of days?
1: That's what my wife thinks. Yeah. It didn't happen to me yesterday, though. I had a pretty good day.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird, dude. Like I I've told you before we started how I had to take a COVID test today. Tested negative. Yay. But um, there's a few people at work who have COVID, and I wasn't feeling very good on Friday. And my first thing was I was having a headache. And when I had COVID back in December, that was the first thing that came on and I just kind of felt run down. But then I kind of, I got home and I got the kids from daycare. I ate some food and actually drank a soda or some tea. I can't remember which one it was, but I realized I hadn't drank, drank any caffeine that day. And I'm not a big caffeine drinker. Like I'm not somebody who drinks coffee throughout the day or sodas Like, or energy, like multiple energy drinks. I do, though, drink caffeine in the morning. Um, Whether it's a big, I'll have a kind of a bigger cup of coffee or I will drink an energy drink or whatever. But it's just, it's kind of a one and done deal. Um, And then I'm good to go for the rest of the day. I don't like drinking caffeine in the afternoon because nine times out of ten, I'll have trouble sleeping that night.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Or falling
2: asleep. and um, But... Uh, Friday, I hadn't barely eaten anything. Uh, Normally, I'm really good about eating breakfast is one of my other things. Um, I don't usually eat lunch very often at work um, because I'll eat a good breakfast. Like, you know, I'll eat a good amount of food for breakfast. Breakfast is like my favorite meal. So I realized I was like, oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Oh, shoot. (laughs) I (laughs) ate two donuts from Bill's Donuts because I took the kids to get donuts in the morning. And that's it. That's all I'd had, and it was like four p.m. And I'm wondering why I don't feel good. Yeah, I didn't have any caffeine, and I had only eaten two donuts the whole day. Yep. And so when I got home, uh, we kids and I had dinner. I drank a soft drink, I think, and I felt better. <laughs> and uh, sat, but it was re- really weird. Is I kind of felt on and off all week weekend. Like this morning, I didn't feel very good, so. And then I got worried because Colin had the sniffles. And I was oh, like, man. dude. And so my work has, we have the ability to go take a test and they pay for it. And it's like instantaneous. Like, you know, you get your results back. Like I took the test up in Tip City and I work i work uh, off of 35 outside of Trotwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had gotten my results before I even got back to work. So huh. That's cool. Yeah. And glad so was, negative, then. Yeah, yeah, me too cuz I I mean I the way I was reacting I thought maybe I was like maybe I have anybody still from December and I'm just fighting yeah. it off. I don't know. All the they, weird they stuff They don't know the, either. <laughs> yeah. All the weird stuff in the media, you know, oh it's it's fake or it's not fake. I don't know. You know, like I do know that I had something back in December. I took a test and said it was positive you know, felt, it felt different, you know, than what I'd had, you know, previous sinus infections and stuff that I'd had before. So, but uh, it's clear. So we're good. But, uh, so dude, this is kind of bringing up though, you know, talking about the COVID thing, we are totally aware of supply chain issues out there. Um, you know, whether it's, People think that we're short actually on materials or, you know, the stuff's being held up and poor short, short staffed. Yeah. Bad short staff for trucking truckers right. on S- strike. Who knows? It's all <laughs> conspiracy, man. Jesus. I'm so
1: sick of everything being a uh, conspiracy. No, news. man. I'm it drives like, me nuts.
2: <laughs> everything is a conspiracy yeah world, it drives me nuts they're out to get us brad put on the tinfoil hats block the uh block the radio waves so they can't scan our brains put the phones away yeah. hide out I, I'm in wor- a bunker
1: it seems like people would be more worried about this device right here than they would be I about
2: this thing is the, this is the downfall of these society right here. <laughs> yep. Um, but, uh, anyways, Brian and I decided we were going to talk about the sale of kayaks of used kayaks specifically. Uh, well actually After in, in used in you new and use let's go both. Um, we can make both viewpoints about it. So, um, Brad is in the process of selling his bonafide and his motor guide. And you know, Brad's doing his usual annual yard sale is what we like to call what Brad's doing. <laughs> and he strips it all down and builds from the foundation up. You are what? like a, a home builder, I, dude. I enjoy
1: rigging kayaks.
2: Oh, I know you do. It, it's I hate fun. I like hate Building
1: it. from the fr- the top bottom, making it your own. The thing I would have kept the motor guide But that thing has pissed me off all year long. I am sick of it. We had, I I know we've had Motor Guide on, and I I said I liked it when it works. But half the time, I would leave it in Chris Yauk's truck, or I'd have to walk back to my truck and put it back. And I got sick of it. I'm like, this is stupid. I shouldn't have to be like that. Right. So I sold it today, actually.
2: (laughs) I was wondering why you're being so honest. Well, I mean,. (laughs) I I ain't trying to get on a team or anything. I don't care. I don't, no, I'm saying no, the fact that you actually have it sold.
1: Oh, well, they they sent me a replacement remote, and I used it yesterday. Yeah. It was flawless. Flawless? Yeah, flawless. Or flawless.
0: Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
2: till it gets a little bit of rain on it. I guess I don't, or know. whatever's, happened. or a little bit of breath. Maybe it's you. Maybe your nasty sweat is invading it. You know, from the back when you're wearing it, nasty. and it's just destroying electronics. <laughs> or the or weird just- aliens are attacking you, your brain, and causing you the headaches, and it's all being done through the remote of your motor guide. And they're trying to kill theories. you. They're trying to kill you with your fishing kayak, <laughs> freaking Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, but um, so yeah. So Brad's. I'm getting ready to sell mine. Um, and uh, we will. Um, you know, we'll kind of talk about that. What? Why? You know. And this isn't. This isn't really intended for people who are familiar with the kayak game. Uh, as far as like the, the pro staff teams, the shop teams and that stuff, these guys, the guys that have been around for a while are used to seeing this, this kind of is actually aimed at people who are kind of new to the sport or haven't really kind of realized what's happening. So Brad, do you want to go ahead and start? Um, we'll talk about selling used kayaks and we'll kind of aim it. Let's talk about like, you know, what, what, why you see the yard sale. Of kayaks, you know, like with the pro staff kind of guys, and then, um, you know, anything else you want to add, like pricing wise or whatever, you know, we'll kind of just go off that.
1: Yeah, so I always see people post in the owners' groups, like, why is everybody selling their kayaks, uh, middle September? Because it's always like a big rush of them, and that's because a lot of these team guys, uh, they get pro staff deals where they'll get. Like Bonafide, for example, the team Bonafide members were able to get like 25% off wholesale. So you could get a SS 127 for like 690 bucks or something crazy. But the stipulation was they had to wait six or eight months to sell it. So they had to use it for six or eight months and then sell it afterwards, which came to be around Labor Day, September, which is where we're at right now. Yeah. And uh, that's why you always see so many used kayaks on the market and people are always complaining. They're like, why is this a bad kayak? I don't know if I should buy one now because everybody's selling theirs. And then it, it just got, it's annoying to have to re answer that question over and over and over again.
2: Yeah. And one of the other things that you pointed out was the Labor Day thing. So um, for those who, are new and aren't familiar with why you don't see like sales or discounts on kayaks throughout the season is the manufacturers require the dealerships to sell a lot of these kayaks. Like, and this is an example of like Jackson or Bonafide or Hobie or or New Canoe and stuff like that. A lot of times there is a stipulation and when you're a dealership, everybody has to sell at the same price and they are not allowed to mark them down until a certain point of the year when everybody can mark it down. Mm-hmm. And they usually, like, are, like Jackson for example, would be like, okay, you can mark it starting this day for 10% or 15%. I, I don't know the exact dates or the exact amounts. I'm just kind of giving an example here. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it for this percentage on this date and then you can knock it down again after the year if you still have like a last year's model you know in your in your inventory you can mark it down say 20 25 percent or whatever I don't yeah. know, you know um, so and everybody's got to follow that stipulation in a sense if you ever could like usually a lot of times there you may even see sometimes some shops may do it different and they may be doing something wrong um, according to the the dealerships agreements with the with that kayak manufacturer. So, um, and like Brad had mentioned, you you get guys who get, uh, they get a discount on their team boats. And what they do is it gives them the ability to sell their kayaks in the fall after Labor Day or whatever. And that's why you kind of see this weird sudden uptake in fairly new model kayaks too. Mm-hmm
1: yeah like mine's a 2021
2: Um, your red line is yeah yeah i thought i thought it was uh, the year i thought it was a 2020 boat um but uh yeah it's um so that's why you kind of see this happen at this time of year uh those guys will get new kayaks right brad go ahead and i didn't mean to interrupt you i just kind of wanted to talk about that uh that uh um that dealership discount thing that you see basically what you're seeing is what Brad is saying is happening is because those guys can sell that kayak at the time that everything goes um, into like discount mode in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: it's exactly what it is. I mean uh, we're, we're fortunate enough that Mark was able to give us like demos for the year. And then uh, at the end of the year we sell them and then, we give him the price that he would have charged us for it which is a discount. And then we get to keep the difference. So say I sold, like I'm selling my red line right now with a few extra things for 1500. Uh, he gets a thousand of it or something like that. And then, you know, I get to keep the leftover.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, and what it does too, is like, it helps you stay in a fresh boat, like a good, clean, fresh boat, um, you get to pick, you know, like a a new model or something like that or say like a new color and that it's not the main goal for us when we are doing that is the ability to highlight something, to highlight the product. So when you're pro staffing for um, a, a kayak shop or a kayak manufacturer like Final Fighter Jackson, you want to be able to be like, oh, this is like Brad. Brad's kayak this year was a good kayak to do. It was cause it was that it, it was the red line. It was the new color. Like, you know, like, and now next year, Brad will probably be looking at that P 127 that pedal drive, you know, and he'll be like, all right, check this out. And then, and then he'll be really pushing that P 127 throughout the season. Cause it's something new, yeah. you know, that's how it was for me was that Kilroy HD. I love the kayak. I was like, cool. It's a really sweet kayak. You know, I love the ability to add a second seat to it, so that was kind of where I rolled with it because it it fit me and what I wanted to do. But it was also the new, the one of the new products, you yeah. know. So, and then I heard though recently that they're not going to do it anymore. I made me really sad. That's what they're Mark was ra-
1: saying. Yeah, they're taking away the Liska, the Kusa, and the Kilroy. I think
2: it's the Kusa HD. Yeah. It's insane, dude. Not
1: making it. Well, it makes sense because Drew's not with the. the nah, Jackson I one. yeah,
2: but still, like his name's on the boat. <laughs> I know, just take his name off of it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, but it's uh,
1: dude, I could see you in a crescent crew though. Have you ever seen one of those? The tandem ones.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it, cool it, it's also
1: used as like a single man. Yeah, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool boat.
2: Yeah, it's um we uh, but that's kind of what we they used, we try to do. You know, you get the the newest kind of features, and then when you're shooting your photography or you're talking about your trips or whatever, you're you have that ability then to highlight that that newer product within mm-hmm. it. So, um, you will though for those who are wondering you will probably see an increase in the price of what people are selling their kayaks for this year too, because yeah. we will, the people that are selling kayaks supply and uh, demand is, yeah, the supply and demand is crazy right now. So everything is getting marked up. It's not just kayak game, but everything is going up. The cost of your food is going up. The cost of your gas is going up. Everything is getting more expensive. Yeah. Um, and with that, you're going to see these kayaks. People are going to sell them this year, the used ones for more money. I've seen people that are so just selling kayaks in general, like crappy ones for like outrageous prices. Yeah.
1: It, it was fun. It's funny you <laughs> brought that up because I posted my motor guide uh, in the uh, kayak bass fishing group and somebody commented on it and said, dude, you could charge way more than that. And I, I replied back. I was like, yeah. I don't want to do that to somebody though, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, Some people don't care though. Some people, it's all about the money to some people, Brad. We know that we've dealt with enough shady people. We've had enough conversations about it. You know, like it is, there's a lot of people out there that are just trying to make a dollar and they don't care how they do it. They don't care who they hurt. They don't care about anybody else but themselves. And you know it's unfortunate that it's getting that way, and it's it's just gonna it keeps getting worse. Yeah. Um, but
1: like, you know.
2: I, I sold my
1: Dakota Lithium battery for the price that I bought it for.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which and, was like three
1: hundred bucks off brand new. So I yeah. Mean,
2: it's uh it's unfortunate, dude. But and it's funny because the people who do that are the first ones to be complaining when somebody screws them over. So. yeah. <laughs> But like I saw on the Jackson owner group the other day, somebody was crying about or making a post about Jackson increasing the price on the uh, bite. You know what I mean? They're like, oh man, this is a new price. That's a $170 increase. It's like, dude, where have you guys been? Like this has been talked about all year so far. It was the, the plastic issues, um, the supply chain issues, you know, and here we are like, here it is. It's going to happen, you know, um, and it's unfortunate, but this is a part of it. It's part of inflation. It's a part of supply and demand. I mean, when you've got inflation happening, supply chain issues happening and a, dem, a dem, like a shortage in actual building material for these things, you're going to see a price increase. Yeah. Um, and we've already
1: seen that with brands like Bonafide's price there's up a hundred crescents done the same Jackson. and they did it last
2: year yeah you know what i mean like so it's like you guys it's it's a supply and demand thing like when when it's things are sold out as they're like as it's happening they can increase the price and they're going to mm-hmm. if they have a surplus of crap sitting down they're going to drop the price down because they want to move the inventory they don't want it sitting around Yep. You know, it costs money to have products sitting around. Um, that
1: and the uh, plastic resin, uh, the price of, or uh, there's a shortage in the resin or something like that. That's driving yeah. the price up too.
2: Oh, yeah, when they had that issue down south, um, you know, it caused all the problems in Texas with that freeze. Remember? Oh, yeah. uh, and we knew yeah. that was coming. Um, and the other thing, <laughs> 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 jeez this is the world's ending man Uh, let's go back to the conspiracies
1: bro i forgot about that freeze i forgot about the tornado and i want to know the end
2: of the world's coming just look at the kayak supply and demand issues (laughs) um but uh we were what were we talking about um
1: You, you were talking about the freeze in texas
2: yeah, yeah, before that though. Um uh, we, when we were talking about like the pricing, oh, like the pricing of the jacksons and that stuff and it's like dude, it's it's just a cumulative thing of all these things happening. It's going to happen. It yeah. it's going to keep happening um until it's things slow down. Everybody's buying kayaks and everybody's buying kayaks at like literally the worst timed situations po- possible with COVID and the weather stuff and just everything that's happened in the past year and a half—it's uh, like kind of a perfect storm for it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But oh no, I know what I was kind of going with. So when I worked in the steel co- business, um, you know, we had an inventory, right? I worked in a distribution center, and I also worked somewhere that where we process steel coils. So I kind of been on um, both the service side and like the warehousing side of it we did not want to have that shit sitting around in the warehouse. Mm. You, the distribution center was a little bit different. You do keep stock on hand, right? But with us in the service servicing side, when we, um, we did the pickling and then we did the slitting and blanking on steel coils. If we have that stuff sitting around, you pay like a tax on it or something like that. And it's pretty expensive. Like, um, so if you have this giant warehouse full of tons of steel and it weighs a ton, and you're you pay like a premium per pound of steel or per whatever you know per hundred pounds or whatever it is, and so it that's kind of the same thing you would think about probably is if some if these companies are holding do they do, are they having to pay on stock that's being held inside those warehouses? You know what I mean? So like if if they are, they're going to be. Like, let's get rid of this because we can kind of be making around possibly the same amount of money if we're seeing there or we, we could be at least somewhat profitable and not losing money on these because we're not having to pay to hold this stuff in stock you know i don't know though i don't know if it works that way but i know that's how the steel industry works so um i'm wondering if that's you know kind of the case with that um Granted, I know that's on a smaller scale, but it's not good to be having a bunch of inventory and nowhere for it to be sold, you know, or it's not yeah. being sold. So you would see those prices drop at that point. But right now, they're months out, you know, of you I mean, getting possibly getting that kayak months out, you know. So I think I heard Jackson;
1: it might even be over a year. The
0: 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history, designed by John Browning.
2: I, I mean, I know, I know we, didn't didn't, we didn't get any at Loveland this year. So it, yeah. if we did, I wasn't aware of it. But um, no, we, we didn't at all. Yeah. And uh, so it is, it, it's just the nature of the beast, <laughs> you know? And so, like, yeah, you're going to see price increases, guys. Sorry, but it's just the way it is. Um, hopefully, mm-hmm. you run into people like Brad or myself like i will be selling the kus hd at a fair price i am not going to be um, selling it for more than what i think it's worth um i mean not even that because really technically the kayak's worth more Mm -hmm. probably than what i bought it for because of the supply and demand issue but i'm not going to do that to somebody not when i have the ability to go get another kayak you know what i mean like so that that would be kind of crappy and I hope for the team guys that know that they can get another kayak kind of think in that sense like how would you know like you're not you're not on the short stick of that you're gonna be able to get your boat where some people are waiting for a very long time to get a kayak you know yeah but um so yeah. keep your eyes peeled do your homework the, the the best way i think what you would you agree with this brad? The best way is to kind of, before you purchase, look at something. Say you want to get a SS-127 from Bonafide. Look at several different people's sale Mm -hmm. and then say, okay, find out what year they have. Okay, cool. Is there anything that's coming with the kayak? Cool. Is break down the cost of that stuff what the retail value is and then in your in a way deduct a little bit of money from it yeah. right I know you're not selling your your accessory stuff with your kayak for full retail price um you know and it's it's you know some people might be trying to get that um, I would never buy anything you use or from a like a private person unless I knew that it was like brand new in the box, never opened, then yeah. I would be considering. And I just still don't even like that, you know, yeah. but um cause it's just, you never know. You never know what somebody did or what, but um anyways, it's just do your homework before you buy. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you're cool with it, you know, and you're like, screw it. I'm going to get it. Cause it's, it's easier than waiting around for six months for my kayak.
1: I completely agree. And I struggle with this, Cause I, I, when I'm sitting here trying to like make a post uh, a for sale post for the kayak, I'm like, all right, I don't want to screw somebody over, but I also don't want to screw myself. Yeah. So Sitting there trying to think like, how much should I sell this for? It's kind of hard to determine what each piece is worth. And, you know, uh, yeah. good rule of thumb. Like if somebody is selling their, like you have a 2021 kayak, if you want to sell it, a good rule of thumb is 25% off that year. And then uh, if it's a 2020, so if you, if you have like a,
2: now I would about- say you could go less. I would say if you have a, a brand new model this year, it's around this time, I would say you can mark it down like 15% and that would be fair. Yeah. Um, and then when you would be pushing into the next year is where you, if we were to follow the rule of what kind of like the dealership sort of have close to it, that 20 25% is usually the previous year's model you know what yeah. i mean like yeah that's what i was saying yeah 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 i would i would push yeah you could get away with probably like 50% but then like i'm the the way i am though too is like i looked at the condition of the kayak you know um, like how beat up is the kayak that I'm getting rid of? Uh, what kind of scratches? Does it look like it's pretty rough? You know, and then I'll knock mm-hmm. off some money if it's on the rougher side. You know, like my Killer HD, I'm I'm gonna try to get as much as I can out of it. I'm not gonna go like full retail on it. It's yeah, you know, um, I, and I don't even. I think it's a 2020 model. Uh, it's not a 2021 model. But the good thing about the kayak was it was a demo kayak. And then I even been in the water five times when I got it. Yeah, this is basically new. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it looked new, too. Like, it still yeah. smelled new. Like, it barely <laughs> been used. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've hardly used it this year. Like, you know, it's, it doesn't have any, like, major scratching scratches on it. Um, that, well, that kill really takes a beating on the nose of it, on the front of it, dude. Mm-hmm. It's the way it's, it's like a 90 degree bend, you know, like in the, so that thing, when it hits rocks, it just big beats keel to death, yeah. beats the death out of it. So a it put a keel guard on it. Cause I didn't, yeah. it's, it's not getting beat up. I haven't, I haven't fished enough this year in it to to have it be beaten up so but you know like the kayak man it's in great shape so that's
1: a highly sought after kayak too i see a lot of people always looking for one
2: yeah it's and they're uh, not easy to come by They're and it's gonna get even harder too if they're not gonna if they're not making it anymore you it should sell sad. it pretty easy yeah but
1: i got my red line with the uh rudder kit and a keel guard on it i got it listed for 1500 yeah uh they're 1700 brand new for the 2021 models but yeah i don't know if that's a fair price or not i mean i thought about dropping it down 100 bucks
2: you could leave it at that and if it sells it sells it's not it's not un, super unfair pricing so it's not like you're um you know saying oh i'm charging two grand for you know a 1700 hundred dollar kayak yeah because <laughs> there's people out there doing that you know i've yep. seen i've seen some people selling uh $150 kayak for $500 on Facebook Well, heck, so.
1: we see it with PlayStation and Xbox. People right. buy them all right off the bat and charge them like $800 more. Yeah, that's crazy.
2: So, yeah, it's just kind of so keep your eyes peeled, do your homework. Um, you know, the uh, you may see a little bit of a slowdown, you know, in it this year in regards to the used boats because it, if Sometimes the uh, team guys have to suffer also with the customers. If mm-hmm. there is a shortage, um, they may not be able to get their new boat. So you may not see guys selling their kayaks. That, that has mm-hmm. happened. I think that kind of happened a little bit last year, too. It there did. was a lot of people that just held on to what they had because of a fear of not being able to sell their or to get, you know, the new model the next year. So um, you, but it, when everything is normal that you'll see the uptick of use kayak sales, you know, online and it's usually a big thing, a big push for the uh, guys that are upgrading, you know, on the teams and that sort of thing. So yeah. Anything else you want to add, Brad, anything else you want to talk about?
1: Well, I actually of. got something cool since I'm actually, getting rid of my kayak i'll probably be without a kayak for like a month and a half but i put a deposit down on a nrs inflatable did you really i did heck yeah dude so i'm gonna be using that on the river next year oh well for the foreseeable future if i like it i'm just gonna keep it you know? it'll probably be a tough sell anyway used but I, after listening to the Smalley Talk guys on their podcast and watching Jeff Little's videos, I'm like, I got to get an inflatable for the river. It's no brainer.
2: 30 pounds. We'll see. Did you say you're so extreme though? Uh, I love, here's what is what I'm talking about. You went from one extreme I to know. the exact opposite <laughs> one. You went from a heavy, motorized, bonafide, you know, suitable, and then you're like, now I've got a pillow. With a handle on it, basically, <laughs> and I am gonna roll that
1: way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, like, there's a couple times I paddled this year. I, I really did enjoy it. I missed it, you know, on the yeah. river. So it's like that thing's gonna be easy to paddle. It's gonna be easy to carry up and down the hills in downtown Dayton. Yeah,
2: yeah. It it's a like- good. It's a good idea, dude. I, I'm not not. Knock- I'm not knocking you at all. I think they're great. I'm, I, I really like what I'm seeing from the inflatable side, you know, as yeah. far as the company boat, they, their stuff looks cool. I like the NRS thing that, uh, what's the dude's name from NRS? We had him on the show. Sorry. I forget. Floyd. Yeah. Foyt's dude doing those tournaments out of his, like, yeah. um, you know, it's a super capable kayak, you know, uh, Hobie has the eye track, right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are loving that thing for the rivers. So, um, yeah, it's uh, the lightweight game is in full effect. Oh and, yeah, it's coming uh, back. You know, I think uh, people kind of get tired of, especially for us river guys. You you're just like, ugh. Well, I mean, I kinda, I, like we always laugh about me dropping your bonafide. You know, and that was because <laughs> I was like, damn, this thing's heavy. And it's because not only is it a heavy kayak, but Brad travels heavy. Brad stores yeah, stupid all the. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> it's it's smart. It sucks. To carry it, but it's smart, you know. While I'm walking back and forth from my truck to the, you know, our launch site, yeah, you know, you are just one and done. You're like, all right, dude, grab the other end. And I'm like, well, where's all your stuff? And you're like, have fun, you know. Like, here we go, and I drop your kayak because I slip on the side of the muddy bank, you know. Um, yeah, but it sucks though, man. That's you know, and I can't imagine what it's like when you've you're adding a motor to it so and, and, and doing it uh,
1: by yourself in franklin a
2: motor and the battery too so yeah it's it's, it's
1: not fun dude i felt there's many times i felt like i was gonna have a heart attack <laughs> <laughs> i got up to the hill and i was just like
2: <sighs> i can't imagine dude uh that's why I've, that's why i haven't messed with the whole motor motor and the uh yeah and, what? you know, there's a lot of guys that they're like, oh, I love my Hobie in the river. And I'm like, yeah, but you, you guys launch those things. You're finding boat ramps. And yet that kind of that to me starts to limit where you fish. Yeah. You know, like,
1: I even talked to Dylan Rupp recently about this. He's like, I, I've gotten to the point where I don't even want to fish the river right now because my kayak's too heavy.
2: Yeah. I'm yeah. like,
1: I'm with you, dude. I'm the same way right now.
2: So yeah i mean dude the kilroy is nothing in weight wise compared to your guys kayak but it's still a 90 pound kayak yeah. and it's not the easiest thing to trek a long distance because brad's familiar here we have like a wide variety of obviously and like a lot of places of launches so we have launches that are like boat style launches they've been around for a long time it's got a little ramp it's been there for years. Back in the day, when the river was deeper, and everybody used to run the, their john boats out there with the trolling motors, and you know. <laughs> but now, some a lot of those areas are actually not able to be used like that anymore. Like the one in West Kelton, there's an old boat ramp below that dam, um, mm-hmm. but you, you can't tell now. You know, like it, the whole area, like in the water, is all the same. It's all where that flat is. Mm -hmm. and you can't tell like a a channel there a few years ago you could actually see the channel but now you can't it's overgrown now with the vegetation and stuff Mm -hmm. um but then you have some like put-in spots and it's like 50 to 100 yards away from the parking lot you're like what that's not a put-in spot yeah it's a it's a hike (laughs)
1: like the german (laughs) club yeah, <laughs> German dude, clubs like
2: that There's there's though there's a couple of them man, especially yeah. on the Little Miami it has some of them like that. You're like 25 to 50 yards away from it. So you're having to carry kind of far. Um and I get it cuz you know, you think about it, you don't want to have a parking lot that you're having to clean every time it rains hard and it flooded out. So Yeah. Um, there's a
1: boat ramp on the Little Miami River like that. They somebody scrapes it with a bobcat it looks like every time yeah. it gets muddy
2: dude yeah. you've you've been to west Carrollton after a big flooding event like dude there's like whole trees all over the place up there oh, I believe like it. yeah like if you look out in the field um they will go and collect that stuff up and dump it like right along the where that oxbow is yeah um it's crazy dude the yeah, you can of, tell
1: because it's all piled
2: on that yeah yeah, yeah 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 they'll they'll push it all over, and then that stuff eventually the next rain event will push that stuff further over on the island and then on the the wood side that's not it's the woods that are next to the uh mm-hmm. the treatment facility the water treatment facility that wood, those woods are covered with that that debris also yeah um so it's it's wild man um that's That's a sharp
1: bend too so it pushes that stuff right into it
2: right into it it's wild um but um but yeah it's uh it's weird dude it's um you're gonna see i think you'll like the inflatable but i i guarantee you'll probably you'll probably switch back because i think what you're gonna run into is you're gonna be like man i really like having like all my stuff with me because I think you'll yeah. kind of start being like, you know, like. I'll still really have, long...
1: well, I'll still I'll still have four rods in my book bag like I normally carry.
2: You're going to switch. I don't care what you say <laughs> to try to convince me. Otherwise, you will change your mind because that's what Brad Hicks does.
1: Well, I kind of, fe- I found it like, I, that's what I was going to mention earlier. I found out, like, I, I completely changed the way I fished the river this year.
3: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: And that's from going spot to spot and getting out and off the kayak more and just fishing off the bank, which yeah. I, I didn't really used to do. You know, I would just float or float along and cast.
2: Yeah that's what I like to do. I love to get out of the kayak. I I fish this spots better. um, If I can you know, sometimes you're fishing a spot and you're like, yeah, I can't reach that from over there. You know, I can't reach that from a a standing position. I have to be here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But sometimes the best way is to slow down, get out, pick it apart and move on. You know, the bad thing about that though is Brad is you, you got to be careful on that time. Remember like how many, I don't can't tell how many times I've been out on the water and I'm like, Oh my gosh. I just made this way longer than it was supposed yeah. to be. I know so, like three, four mile. Me and Justin did a
1: 2.77 mile float yesterday and it took us seven hours.
2: Yep. <laughs> and that get that. That's, that's what happens when you start getting out and yep. cause you, you, realize, Oh dude, we've been here for an hour and a half on this yeah. one spot, especially if you start catching fish. So yeah,
1: it was like that the very start of the trip. I mean, we went upstream and stayed there for two hours.
2: Yeah. Well, dude, anything else you want to add?
1: I love Lamp. You love what? It's off of man. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. That movie's stupid. No, it's not.
2: <laughs> that movie's awesome, dude. It's like... It works uh, 100% 60% of the time Or something weird like that When he's talking <laughs> about uh, that, What is it called Something panther The cologne Remember Oh, it's, It smells bad <laughs> it's,
1: I forget what it is It's been a long time Since I've seen that movie That bro.
2: movie's hilarious When he's talking <laughs> to the dog He's like what You ate a whole wheel of cheese No I'm not mad I'm impressed <laughs> It's amazing <laughs> Shouldn't have had That whole
1: glass of milk or something like that. Okay, I can't remember. It's been a
2: while. <laughs> it's a great movie. A lot of Will Ferrell movies are hilarious. Yeah. Um, if probably. you ever want to watch a really funny outtake, uh, watch Talladega Nights outtakes. Oh, geez. And Ricky, this is, this is for everybody on the pod. <laughs> okay. And there's a scene in the movie where he's been... You know, he's been out of racing and stuff like that. And he's sleeping on his or he's staying at his mom's place and he's been on the couch all day. And she's like, Ricky, you need to get out, get a job or something. Well, there's an outtake scene where he's laying on the couch and he's got burrito wrappers all over his belly. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, Chipotle in his places, wrapping with the aluminum foil. Yeah. It's all over his belly. And he's trying and he's farting. He's like, Mom, come in here. And she comes in and he farts, I love you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's like, I love you as he (laughs) farts. And it's hilarious, dude. I've never laughed so hard. I'm like, I don't know why that's not in the movie. Like I was crying laughing. And every time I would think about it, I'd start laughing again. I'm gonna have to look that up. It reminds me of like, you know, the people who train their dogs to say I love you. And it's kind of like that, but in fart mode. And the riot. That's awesome. Yes. So So if you guys haven't uh, seen that before, check it out. (laughs) I think it's hilarious, but I've also got the humor of a, you know, preteen kid. So. Well, there we
1: we go, man. (laughs) Hey, that's this. This hasn't been a bad episode for being something we just picked up through together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks again, Brad. Thanks for joining me on this uh, lovely Tuesday night to record for a Thursday episode next Thursday.
1: Yep. See you next Tuesday.
2: Yeah. 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 (laughs) You guys all have a good night or good day. Enjoy your day. Follow, come back, follow us on Instagram at paddle and Finn (laughs) and Brad Hicks fishing and Kusa Josh. I said, good day. Good day. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on
1: Paddle in Fin.
3: Brave anglers search for
0: the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Oh, that's awesome. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.